from Cape Town. This is the Voice of the Cape, 91.3 FM. Sunday Live on 91.3 FM Stereo. Sunday Live. 12.23 after 7 in the AM. Welcome back. Good to be in your company now. In the recent weeks, the Justice and Correctional Services Minister, Ronald Lemola, published the draft cannabis for private purposes bill. The new cannabis rule comes with penalties, limits the amount of cannabis in one's possession, and gives criminal records to people who will not follow the rules. Joining us online is Crispin Feedy, so spokesperson for the Department of Justice and Constitutional Development to unpack this discussion. Good morning, Crispin. Good morning. Thank you for having me. It's Good morning a, to your listeners. It's an absolute pleasure. Well, tell us a little bit more about the draft uh, Cannabis for Private Purposes Bill and uh, the new cannabis rules pr- proposed for SA. Yes, certainly. Um, what you would recall is that um, the Constitutional Court in the matter of Gareth Prince versus the Minister of Justice ruled that the cannabis bill, uh, rather ruled that the notion of uh, criminalizing cannabis was unconstitutional. As a result, um, government was then required to effect legislation mm-hmm. to give effect to that bill. So in essence, what this bill does is it gives effect to that judgment, but it then also decriminalizes marijuana, um, rather cannabis, uh, in respect of the right to privacy for an adult person to possess this cannabis plant, cultivate it, and also its cultivation material. Um, the bill also regulates the possession of the cannabis plant, um, its cultivation material, and how it gets cultivated. So the bill really goes um, a great way in ensuring that if one has now got cannabis in their possession or uses cannabis for private use, um, they are not criminalized, provided they are adults. Okay, interesting. Now, has the legislation been passed through Parliament for processing? Well... At this point, I think I should explain what the difference between a bill and an act is. Um, A bill is normally a suggestion that the executive, this would be uh, ministers uh, through the president, would make to parliament. Parliament will then consider the suggestion of what a new law should be. Um, They will then open this up to the public for further discussion. um, And then parliament will make its own inputs based on the advice of members of the public. Um, and sometimes members of the public, through public consultations in Parliament, include experts, include health practitioners, um, it includes your radio listeners to some extent. Everyone in society has an opportunity to have a look at the suggested law and see whether it can work practically, what can be tightened in it. Once that is done, then it becomes what we call an act, an act of Parliament. Um, then they recommend it again to the head of state. Um, this time, which is the president, and the president then signs it, and now it then becomes the law of the country. So at this stage, we can call it, it it's a suggested law to to parliament, and parliament parliament could decide that it's not in the best interest of the country to have such a law, arguably speaking, um, and they would then they would then strike it down. But in this instance, it would not be possible for them to argue that because we have a constitutional judgment uh-huh. that we would have to give effect to. 
Wonderful. Now, did the government uh, manage to get massive public input, not just from NGOs or um, the business industry, but from individuals themselves prior to processing, uh, you know, this particular piece of legislation or act, whichever, you know, stance you, you appreciate? Did the government manage to get sufficient uh, prior to it reaching the level that it has thus far? Yeah, yeah, Mahmoud. Let's get the terminology right. It's a bill. Uh-huh. Um, gov- government has did go at least through a route of experts to get um, some consultations, but the public consultation process will now kick off in Parliament for it to become an act. Mm-hmm. And that's where a lot of members of society will be able to interact with this piece of legislation. Interesting. Now, how different is the bill from the Constitutional Court judgment of 2018? It is, it is actually in line with the Constitutional Court judgment. It essentially gives effect um, to decriminalizing the possession of marijuana. Now, appreciating the technicalities of cannabis, you know, it's used very loosely depending on whether you're uh, a pharmaceutical rep or a dealer, inverted commas. How, how do we unpack what exactly is cannabis in terms of uh, the, 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 the say? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the bill provides a... A, a definition of what is cannabis, and and uh, it's a technical definition which I'm not sure if um, our listeners would really appreciate. But I mean, for what it's worth, the bill defines cannabis, cannabis as the flowering or fruiting tops and leaves of cannabis plant that have been separated from the plant, but excludes any seed or seedling, the stalk and branches without the leaf, fruit or flower, and the roots of a cannabis plant. Um, and then it's then also defined as any substance which contain, con- contains THC. Um, uh-huh. And uh, I'm sure we know what THC is. It's a, it's a critical component of cannabis. Um, yes. The THC is trans-delta or trans-hydroxynal cannibal, basically. Mm, um, so yeah, that's the definition of cannabis. So I think uh, it's clearly defined, and that's quite important because um, people need to know exactly what is meant by cannabis. Um, it also goes on to define um, the cannabis plant um, or the cannabis plant equivalent and cannabis product. So mm-hmm. I think then that covers um, a wide range of cannab- um, cannabis, which is in the market uh, in this current form. Currently, one of the interesting points to note is, uh, you know, adding an illegal possession as different uh, to legislation when it does get passed through, um, as being reflecting on your criminal record. Now, how is that gauged and measured? Uh, is it per quantity of cannabis that's in your possession? Is it the dealing? Uh, are they like a merit point system? Walk us through that process. Yeah, that's an important question. Um, so once you do possess uh, like an amount of cannabis that you you are not meant to possess, so there there are offences in terms of the act, um, much like the way we would um, use alcohol, I suppose in this instance. Um, although alcohol is not alco- is not uh, criminalised, but uh-huh. the act contains some um, some offences which are what it calls can cultivation offences. Um, this is an adult person who, in a private place, cultivates more than the prescribed amount, mm-hmm. or takes uh, fails to take a reasonable measure to ensure that the cannabis plant is um, inaccessible to children. So, what we do know, for instance, is that cannabis, once consumed by children, um, does have undesirable effects. So, anyone who cultivates it 
has to make sure that this cannabis plant does not end up in the right, especially the, the cultivation phase, does not end up in the hands of children. Um, again, also uh, possessing cannabis in a public place of um, a public place is deemed to be, remember the Constitutional Court said that in your private space there's no problem, yeah. but in a public space um, one would then be you know, in trouble, so to speak. Um, also, um, there are again questions of quantity um, and the questions of classical quantity which are classified in this Act and also commercial quantity which is also classified in this Act. Also, failure to extort it in a place, if it's in your private use, this would be not the plant, but the actual product. If you fail to store it in a, in a place where it's not accessible to children, you may then also get a, a record. Okay, and I mean, these uh, these records would uh, uh, be accessible to um, employers who want to employ a particular person and stand uh, against their favor for being previously in possession of or contravening, you know, the the Cannabis Act or the Cannabis for Private Purposes Bill as it stands currently. Well, I mean, um, in terms of, uh, you know, the, the com- commercial production of it, are there laws and regulations put into place in terms of, uh, um, you know, producing it within a defined scope of practice, primarily medicinal, uh, or has that been has that been restricted to just that? Yeah, the purpose of this act, as I had said, was just mainly to decriminalise the possession of it. Right. Um, the Department of Health and the Department of um, Agricultural Affairs um, will then speak to how the product gets uh, commercialised in that sense for medical use but also from a farming perspective, how it can get commercialized. But I just want to go back to what you had said just a moment ago around the criminal records. Mm -hmm. One of the critical things to note about criminal records is that um, there's no way, there's no law that says that you cannot be employed if you have a criminal record. A criminal record is a testament of your character. Mm -hmm. So for instance, if you get, if you speed tomorrow um, and you get a fine and the traffic officer, which in law is required to do, takes your fingerprints um, and and makes sure that those fingerprints record that you have sped. That is a criminal record. Mm-hmm. Um, so as I say, it's a testament of your character. Employers are required to have a look at your criminal record to show, to see what type of character you are. And they will then decide whether you are employable in the space that they want you to be employed in. Uh-huh. So for instance, if you have stolen money fraud and you have a criminal record, it stands to reason that you would not be able to work in a bank anyway because you have a record of not being trustworthy in that particular setting. Uh-huh. If you have a criminal record for speeding, however, I mean, and you then get employed in a bank, maybe it follows that sometimes you think that, it, it shows that sometimes you think the law is a suggestion, um, but it doesn't necessarily mean that you are a fraudster. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that is the purpose of a criminal record. It's a testament of your character. Um, and that's why it remains with for, with you for 10 years, so that society can know that um, at times there are certain laws which you think are suggestible or there's something that you have done wrong to society on the whole. So, for instance, if you are a rapist, uh-huh. um, society should know that this person is capable of such a thing and such records do not get written up Absolutely. unless the president pardons you for this or whatever reason. Yeah, um, yeah. 
the act allows for, yeah. No, sure, man. Well, Crispin, thank you so much for your time this morning. I appreciate the insight and uh, breaking down the technicalities of what's to come as per uh, the bill as it stands. And, uh, well, hopefully it all gets channeled within reasonable, proportionable, uh, logical uh, logical type of, uh, of usage and not uh, uh, type of misuse that we see ongoing and, and in, in the more current state. Uh, thank you so much once again and have a lovely one. Assalamu alaikum. Wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Well, Crispin Feedy there speaking to us uh, with regards to that particular component and breaking down the technicalities of the bill. So medicinal primarily and uh, recreational. You can be in possession of it in your personal space. That's how it stands as per the Constitutional Court judgment uh, that has recently been converted into a bill. Sunday Live.